0: Welcome everyone, I am Michael your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode I will be presenting a discussion of notes explaining the depaganization of the testimony of Luke chapters 13 through 16. The effort to depaganize the testimony of Luke has been quite the challenge so far but God is with me and this text will be made clean from the dirt that has been put into it. The first note in this episode is about verse 1 in chapter 13. Which says, now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. The mentioning of pagan blood sacrifices is evidence of the truth of Luke's true beliefs. Pagans created the fraudulent theology that insinuates Jesus was a blood sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin. And they called that theology Catholicism, which means on the whole or in general. It was a Greek term that defined the theology as a combination of beliefs, in this case the combined paganism with the message of Jesus Christ. It was pagans who practiced blood sacrifice and incorporating the satanic ritual of consuming flesh and blood for salvation to be the message of Christ is clearly paganism. Jesus taught that a person's repentance of sin in baptism and acceptance of the Holy Spirit will be the path of forgiveness and salvation. Christ's message was not about blood sacrifice, but pagans have created this connection because they believed in blood sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin or to please their gods and idols. Pagan Romans killed Jews as a sacrifice to their false gods, and they saw their victories in battle as proof that the blood they had shed was approved by their gods. Fraudulent biblical scholars claim this reference is to a massacre of Galileans at the Temple Mount by Pontius Pilate in response to their protest. But the truth is that pagan Romans simply enjoyed murdering Jews as a blood sacrifice to their false gods. The next note is about the omissions of verses 4 through 9. The reference to the fall of a tower at Siloam has been omitted because it was an event that Jesus never spoke about during his lifetime. The fall of a tower of Siloam occurred many years later when Romans built a water tower that collapsed. Josephus writes about the event biblical scholars know about this detail. But those heretics have been unwilling to say what is being said here about this text. The evidence proves this text is a fraud and a curse. Even when the evidence of fraud has been discovered, the pagan heretics will attempt to conceal it by denial. The next note is about the omission of verses 6-9. through The parable about a fig tree that did not grow has been omitted as another fraudulent editorialization inserted by the pagan heretic who wrote this text. Jesus never spoke this parable, and it has no relevance to the message of Christ. It does not appear in any other testimony. The parable is an attempt by Satan to claim more time to prepare his case when the prosecution presents the evidence in discovery. However, Satan has had 2,000 years to prepare his case, and the prosecution has only had three years. The prosecution does not need another year to bear fruit, because the time for that fig tree to bear fruit has come to its end. The parable is an attempt to delay the judgment. I move that the motion be denied. The next note is about an admission in verse 15, which now says, Then Jesus answered him, Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? The statement, you hypocrites, was omitted as another example of fraudulently portraying Jesus to be calling people insulting names. It had the purpose of falsely characterizing Jesus to be hateful, angry, and contradicting his own teachings that prohibited such behaviors and actions. The next note is about a change in verse 11, which says, And a woman was there who had been crippled for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. The phrase, by a spirit, is fraudulent conjecture and has been proven to be a fraudulent claim by modern medical science. Pagan heretics did not know anything about the truth of medical science, And the false claim that a nondescript spirit was the cause of the woman's illness does not appear in any other testimony. This event was a false witness testimony created by the heretical author named Luke. And spirits do not cripple people. The pagans believed in such things because they were the powers of necromancy and magic. None of their pagan nonsense is true. All of these tales are the kind of stories one might read in a Harry Potter book. But they have no place in a text that is supposed to be the word of God. The last note for chapter 13 is about the admission of verses 31 through 35. The omitted passage was not about the message of Jesus who was not interested in the politics of Romans. It was injected and falsely attributed to Jesus by the heretic author who was a pagan Roman. Jesus would not have referred to Herod as a fox and he was not political in the least. The attitude expressed by the statements attributed to Jesus are inconsistent with his character. Luke did not know Jesus personally. The misuse of scripture in verse 35 is also a curse removing curses has been the goal of de-paganizing the testimonies. The event does not appear in any other testimony, which additionally proves that it is fraudulently added at a much later time in history. The first note in chapter 14 is about the omission of verses 26 through 27. The omitted passage was an anachronous reference to the cross. It has already been identified as an example of fraudulent editorialization. The additional evidence of satanic fraud appears in a statement omitted with Jesus saying that anyone who does not hate his mother cannot follow him. Jesus did not teach anyone that they should hate their mother or brothers. The statements are contradictions of God's eternal truth and are oppositional to the Ten Commandments which Jesus did support in his teachings. The cross reference is one of several anachronisms injected into this testimony. There is no practical, sensible validity for Jesus to have made this statement about a cross when the concept of being crucified was known to all the people as an event of murder and torture. The next note is about the omission of verse 33. The passage about salt losing its saltiness is a reference to alchemy, discovered in the Middle Ages. It's been omitted. The combination of salt and manure will produce methane, an explosive and flammable gas that was the reason why ships had to transport barrels of manure above the water level. A barrel of manure was labeled so that it was stored high in transit to prevent the creation of methane gas. The inclusion of this passage is evidence that the text was created during the Renaissance. It has been removed for being a curse of fraud because Jesus would not have spoken these lines about alchemy. The next note is about the omission of chapter 15. The entire chapter has been omitted because it has been fraudulently attributed to be the words of Jesus Christ. The evidence that gives this away is the passage referring to to the farming of pigs. Semitic people did not raise pigs and the reference was inconsistent with the culture of Semitic races at the time of Jesus Christ. Jesus would never have mentioned swine in any of his parables because it was an unclean animal not raised or eaten by Jews. While the overall meaning of the parable of the prodigal son seems to support the message of Jesus Christ, it actually has the purpose to support Catholicism, which has used this passage to enable recidivism among people. The ideology imposed by this fraud has supported the confessional, which was a source of income through monetary payments for the attrition of sin. The prodigal son was a false message that was never taught by Jesus Christ because it contradicts the teaching of repentance. Pagan's did not believe in the anointing of the Holy Spirit after repentance either. This parable does not appear in any other suboptic gospel because it is the curse of Catholic heresy and fraud. Pagan heretics have made the New Testament fraudulent by their erroneous crimes of altering the text with these falsehoods. The next note is about the omission of verses 2-12. through The passage utilized concepts that Jesus would not have used to teach the message of repentance. It has been omitted as a fraudulent, contradictory teaching that is not in agreement with God's eternal truth. The heretic who wrote the additional lines reveals the crime in the time it occurred in the words, People of Light, because the term refers to the righteous who are not people who use wealth to gain friends. The lines are self-contradictory and erroneously edited to propose a justification for taxation and tithes imposed by the Catholic Church, prior to or during the Reformation for such crimes as the sale of indulgences and other heretical suppositions of money required by the heretics who created this blasphemous document being de in this effort. The pagan Catholics never bothered to correct this altered text after Reformation and the evidence is condemning. The last note for this episode is about the omission of chapter 16, verses 16-31. through 31. The only part of this passage that might have been salvaged was a reference to the divorce concept but it was erroneously quoted. The entire passage was irrelevant and contradicted Enoch's testimony in the book of Enoch. The passage is a curse for being falsely attributed to Jesus who knew the text of Enoch's prophecies because Christ's prophecies about the end of the age are the same as Enoch's. Raphael is the manager of the souls of mankind after they die and going to the bosom of Abraham or Hades is fraudulent theology based on paganism. It should be obvious that Luke's testimony is mostly fraudulent. All of these fraudulently added texts are the crimes of the Roman Catholic Church. Well, that is all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications, because there is plenty more de-paganizing to do. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.